Hey world, welcome back to Misunderstood. This is your host, Kelly Hall, and I am beyond thrilled to have the reigning Miss Virginia USA 2020, Susie Evans, on the podcast today. Now, before you dismiss this as as some kind of typical pageant podcast, hold up, don't press any buttons because we all have a lesson to learn from Susie today. I have had the opportunity to get to know her throughout the year. We had connections and, you know, mutual friends and contacts in the Miss USA industry. But through that whole process, I got to know her as a friend and then also as a guest on this podcast. And she's just blown me away with her patience and persistence and everything that she how she approaches her goals and her dreams. I mean, she had the goal of becoming Miss Virginia USA years and years ago. And she just attacked all these different chapters and took away lessons from every obstacle, every failure, every success to make her ready for this role. And it's pretty mind-blowing how much she has emotionally and mentally prepared to make the biggest difference she possibly could. And that's exactly how we should be approaching, you know, our goals and our dreams because what do we need to do to get ready for them? What are we doing in our everyday lives to make us ready for that role? So as we get ready to dive in, I just want to tell you a little bit about Susie. Susie has a degree in digital cinema and arts and communications from Linwood University. She began focusing her digital cinema projects and ways to cultivate change on a campus by choosing storylines and concepts that would empower women. Susie continues to use her voice in media production to create change through her initiative, Media That Matters. After working at Tokyo Disneyland for two years, she moved home in pursuit of becoming Miss Virginia USA and has since taken on a role in marketing in Virginia. Susie is a big sister through Big Brothers Big Sisters of America and volunteers her time with a variety of community organizations. She won Miss Virginia USA in January of this year and will compete at Miss USA 2020 this fall. If you are looking for ways to be patient, persistent, and pursue your dreams, Susie's message is the message for you. Susie Evans, hello. Hello. Oh my goodness. I'm so Yay! excited. <laughs> we got the reigning Miss Virginia USA in the house. Hey, hey. But you know what's Glad so crazy is like I think of you so much more than like Miss Virginia. I think you're just like an all-encompassing powerhouse, which is amazing. Wow. So honored. It doesn't even <laughs> give you justice. Like you're so much more than just a queen, which is what's misunderstood. Very true. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to get into today. So, Susie, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I I honestly feel honored to be on this show. Like, I was telling you earlier how much I just really admire you as a person. You're such an incredible woman. And even though we're peers, I feel like you're my role model. I look up to you. You're just just incredible. (laughs) You're everything that every woman aspires to be. So... Susie, glad to be here. Thanks. I don't know if it's the coffee or me, but my heart's racing. So <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Seriously. And like we were, we were talking about before I got on the interview with you, I just, you know, I never know who is listening and like who's tuning in or who I can inspire. But I feel like that's something that we 
take on as like especially women in this industry of like pageantry you never know who you're going to impact but you just decide to go like forward full-fledged and just like do it and hope you inspire people along the way but it definitely starts with like within first like having the confidence to do these super scary things and just diving into it absolutely that's that's the biggest thing is just getting started it really it really is absolutely so okay let's that's a perfect place to start is like your journey you know I think like you have done a lot obviously which we're going to get into but I know that pageants have been a huge chapter into your life but you're so much more than them so kind of just like bare bones how did you even get started in pageants okay well um I was I'm from a very small town on the coast of Virginia, and I always wanted to be a performer. I would get up on the fireplace growing up and, like, put on shows for my family and (laughs) dreamt of being an entertainer, but I'm from this small town. There wasn't opportunity for me to do anything outside of, like, high – or not high school, but school plays, and um, and even then it was, like, you know, I I wasn't, like, the lead in any play that I ever did, so – um, I begged my parents to let me do a pageant because I got a flyer in the mail and I was like, this would be perfect. It will be a great opportunity. There's an acting competition. There's a speech competition. There's all of these different categories I can sign up for. And my parents were not thrilled about it, but they <laughs> let me go. And I was probably 12 or 13 years old and I was absolutely terrible. I had no clue that I had stage fright until I arrived that weekend. Oh, I forgot my own name on stage. Oh. <laughs> like, I didn't even remember to say my name when I had to introduce myself. And my parents were like, okay, she got it out of her system. You know, she tried it, it wasn't for her. And sure enough, the next year I was like, oh no, I'm going back. Like I've been practicing in my room for the past year and I'm ready to go back. So my parents let me go back for a couple of years and I always got better. I made it to the top 15 the next year and I improved. And then at 17, I won Miss Virginia Teen USA. And that was a whirlwind of a year. I learned so much about myself. And that's um, a lot for a 17 year old, mind you, a ton so much. It was, it was incredible. And at the time I thought I was like a very confident teenager because I was very independent. I never was somebody that drink or did anything like crazy in high school. Like I was very much like on a strict path. I like knew what I wanted. I had goals and I thought that I had a lot of confidence, but my experience at Miss Teen USA left me feeling like inadequate or not necessarily inadequate, but like it made me realize that I, I didn't have the skills that I thought I possessed going into that. Like I immediately got there and was intimidated and, and didn't feel good enough for the crown. And I didn't feel like worthy of being there. And after the fact, literally the next week afterwards, I looked back on my experience and I was like, I was every bit deserving as every girl who competed. And it was such a learning experience for me that I walked away from that experience realizing that I had so much work to do on myself. And that was almost like 10 years ago now. And it's been so transformative of my life. And I knew that I wanted to become Miss USA at that time. Like it, it sparked this dream within me, but I didn't return 
to pageants until a long time later, um, like almost 10 years after I won Miss Virginia Teen. But I think we're getting into that part later as well. Um, now, well, we can I, we can dive right in. I think, you know, <laughs> we're diving right in. It's important for everyone to hear because, you know, I didn't even realize that you had this extended journey. That, like, I knew that you had won Miss Virginia Teen USA, kind of had these childhood accomplishments, but I wasn't aware that there was like this huge gap in time between that and obviously now winning Miss Virginia USA. And like, that's a huge deal. Like for people who don't know anything about pageants, like being a teen queen as we call them and then (laughs) growing up to become a miss is is huge. But I love kind of how strategically you approached it. I think so many people can learn from that because if we have early successes, we try to like dive right in to all of it and maybe we're not emotionally ready or mentally ready or we haven't had enough life experiences yet so you know what did you do to kind of make yourself prepared for the crown later and why did you take that break in between yeah so I I realized like I said that I was just not there yet and I was looking at these women who were winning and they were women that were breaking the mold and they were phenomenal in different areas of their life. And I was like, I need to be able to offer this organization something other than just my heart, which I think that's so important is to have your heart in the right place. And mine definitely is like, I'm coming from a genuine place. I want to make a difference in this world, but you have to offer skills, like a skill set, just like a job interview. Mm -hmm. Um, You can want to be at that position for the right reasons. But if you don't have anything to offer, anything valuable to bring to the table, then somebody's going to outbeat you because they have the skill set that they require. So I worked really hard um, for several years. I went to college. I studied digital cinema arts. Um, I was one of like two women in my entire class to graduate in that degree. And um, I graduated from college. And I went out to New York City and auditioned for a couple of different things. And I got a contract with Tokyo Disneyland. And I moved across the world by myself to Tokyo, Japan to be a performer at their park out there. They have two That parks. is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy because I was not on my radar. I was really thinking I was going to go into film. I was actually working on commercials as a production assistant and taking gigs and doing small jobs here and there in film. And I just kind of had this like whimsical idea of like, oh, that would be really fun. I always loved performing and it would be great for me to go put myself out there. And I ended up with a contract. So I was really fortunate um, that I was able to do that. But then when I got to Japan, I realized very quickly that I was not trained for the job that I had just landed. (laughs) And, And I was like looking around at the people in my cast and they were like real ballerinas Uh, professional performers, like international dancers, actors, stage people with combat training. And then there was me. (laughs) It was like this girl that took voice lessons growing up uh, for fun in her local theater and then um, took a ballet class in college and got a C. So (laughs) I I was so not prepared. Well, still good on you for landing that job. It still says something about you. I think I really think the biggest thing was that I showed up to that audition with the biggest smile on my face. I was introducing myself to everybody because that's just who I am. I'm like excited about life and thrilled to meet people. And I connected with people and I really struggled with the dance portion of the audition. 
but I made friends with a dancer and this dancer helped me learn the choreography in the 30 minutes while the first group was auditioning. So I had like a coach with me, like helping me learn that dance. Oh my God. And I, I just felt so lucky that I was like in that circumstance. I met that person. They helped me through and I just felt like it all kind of fell into place. But when I got to Japan, it was like a totally different story. I felt like I had to fight every single day to keep that job because I was the least there and they were scheduling extra rehearsals just for me and a choreographer. And I was like so embarrassed. And I, I just had to straight up tell them, I said, I realized that I have a lot of catching up to do but I will work harder than I've ever worked in my life. And I will make sure that I perform my very best into your standard every single day that you put me out there in a show. And they were like, Susie, we can see that you are optimistic, first of all, and a very hard worker. And at the end of my first contract there, after a year, they actually offered me a position to stay on a second year to help with the transition of the new cast. So I actually ended up staying two years out there. Wow. I felt like it was just such a testimony to like hard work does pay off. And even though I was like the least qualified person when I started, they looked at me as like a leader by the time the first contract was over. Oh my gosh. I relate to this so much because I'm just having flashbacks to when I, and like this is not nearly as big as like being cast in Disney whatsoever but um when I was a junior in college I went there on like for track I was recruited to run and I didn't know anything else but running but I got so burnt out after competing for nine years wow so my roommate was like a 15 year ballerina veteran and we got an email about the navy dance team and it was like First ever, the Naval Academy did not have a dance team. And so she was like, oh, my gosh, like, I really want to go, but I'm too scared. Will you just go with me? And I was like, Julia, like, I've <laughs> never danced in my entire life, but I loved dancing, loved yes. it. Like, was not trained, had no formal classes. I quit. I was in jazz, like, in the sixth grade, and I quit after, like, four right. classes. Like, <laughs> was not capable of it at all. But I still went to the audition, and I was legitimately doing, like, track stretches like at the audition where everyone's doing like these amazing like quates and (laughs) moves and I ended up like I like stayed all five days did the audition blah 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 but like had no concept like I would make the team I was like absolutely not I'm the only one here that's inexperienced and I ended up nailing one of the eight spots and it was wholeheartedly because they said you were clearly hardworking like yes. you showed up every day, you like you put the work into it, and like even though I had no intention of actually doing the team, like I was still there and like gonna try my best. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "You're so optimistic," and I feel like that's what we need on the team right now. Like we're doing yeah. something that's like different. And I was by far the least experienced. I mean, I was the only one that had no experience. But by my senior year of college. I ended up being like one of the leaders of the team genuinely wow. just because of like optimism, you know, being hardworking so and true. optimism. And that's it. That's like, it goes very far. It really does. It goes so far. It's gotten me so far in life because I, and I'm upfront about it. Like when I spoke with my supervisors, I was like, I realized that you are scheduling extra rehearsals just for me, but I promise you, like I will work so hard and, and I have no doubt that I will get this. It's just going to take me a little bit more time. 
And so if you're just like upfront about those things mm-hmm. and, and just optimistic, like believe in yourself, even if it's really hard to, but believe in yourself. Like you have, if you don't believe in yourself, then no one else is. Right. And you wouldn't have made the dance team and I would have got sent home from Japan. <laughs> Which again, is a much bigger deal than like me no. doing halftime shows, but still. It's totally not. It's just, it's literally the same thing. Like I really identify with that story. Had you told me that story, I would have told you my Japan story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like baby steps because, you know, to get back to our original note, we're talking about that journey that you took, you know, before you felt prepared to, you know, to compete for Miss Virginia USA. And it's those little moments, those scary times when you feel underqualified or it's something Mm -hmm. that you've never done before and then you do it. And then you start building that confidence and it's something as small as going to try out for a dance team in college and making it is what later led me to believe I can also go do a pageant for the first time and learn from that too. And so right. I ended up doing Miss Ohio USA as a 24 year old, like, but it, those same qualities of me as like a 20 year old trying out for the dance team. Like I remembered that and how satisfying it was to prove myself wrong and like do something scary and then enjoy it. So like those tiny, tiny little moments. Now you going to Japan, that's a huge thing, but like you've learned so much from that experience that helped prepare you later to build confidence for something like Miss Virginia. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's why I wasn't, I was supposed to wait until I was 25 before I returned because I needed those experiences. And that's, exactly what I wanted to do. Like that was my strategy. You saying that I had strategy was like, I was seeking opportunities to get better and to grow. And I was just putting myself out there. And, and I felt like I was on the right path, even when bad things were happening and I was failing or not succeeding in a variety of different things that happened in Japan Every time one of those things happened, I was like, what can I take away from this and how can I apply it to becoming Miss Virginia USA? I love that. Wow. And you weren't even Miss Virginia yet. You were like, no, but I knew that's I your wanted goal. It. <laughs> yeah, I knew I wanted it. And I hadn't competed in the USA system since my very first time competing, which was at 17 at Virginia USA and then Teen USA. So I had this dream. I had this vision. And even though I lived my life and I went all around the world. It was like, I knew all of it was for me to come back and have this experience and to be able to actually have a chance at being a good Miss Virginia USA and having a chance at Miss USA. That is so powerful. There are so many people out there with goals, but they're also not doing anything to get them toward those goals. And, you know, you know me, I'm like, goal-oriented, like, let's focus, let's be, you know, let's operate with intention. However, like, if you're not working toward those goals every single day and, like, a a different opportunity, like, why is that your goal then, you know? And for you, like, that was your goal, being Miss Virginia USA. So everything you did was, like, very intentional and you self-reflected and that's Mm -hmm. ultimately what helped you grow, which is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a interesting journey to say the least. <laughs> you have had an awesome, very relatable journey, which is important. So, yeah. let's focus on what you did differently. So, you mentioned to me that that you did compete when you were twenty five, 
Right. And it didn't necessarily go according to plan, <laughs> like how right. you thought it would go. <laughs> so share a little bit about that and then how you came back the following year and what you did differently. Okay. So when I came back from Japan, I moved home to America. I knew that I was going to be competing at Miss Virginia USA in the fall. And I was like feeling within me the for the first time since becoming an adult, I was like, I feel ready. Like I feel that I have something to offer. I have experience. I understand who I am. Like I had this like awakening within me that just made sense. I was like, this is the perfect time to come back. I'm 25. I went out and I sought the things that I wanted to become. And I, and I did it. I became them. And here I am. Like, I'm so ready for this. And I, and I really believe that I had everything within me to go out and bring home the title. And I genuinely think that that's true. Like we all have what it takes within us. Mm -hmm. But that first year I went out, I did my very best and I made it in the top five, but I didn't win. And it, was like devastating for the first 30 seconds right (laughs) that realization and it was just like heart-wrenching and I think that's also when I realized that I may not ever go to Miss USA because Mm -hmm. up until that point I was like I know this is gonna happen like I've been dreaming about it for 10 years there's no way it couldn't happen but when I got my first denial that first year it really spooked me and I was like okay I might need some help to make this happen. So um, a couple of months after Miss Virginia USA, I got in touch with Craig Hughes and we had a really long conversation about everything. And I, and we both I know came, Craig. That means it was yes. like a very long conversation. It's a very long <laughs> conversation about everything. And I, de- I decided in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm willing to train with you and we're going to give this another shot. And I had no clue the difference that a strong pageant coach could have. And Craig got me in touch with Heather Sumlin, who is incredible. And between the two of them, I felt so prepared for Miss Virginia USA that when I showed up that weekend, it was like I I was at just peace with myself. Even the last compared to the last year, I felt mm-hmm. confident the last year, but I wasn't at peace. And this second year I showed up and I just had this calmness about me and I really lived in the moment, which was the advice that Heather Sumlin gave me was just to really live in the moment. And I actually ended up winning congeniality this year, (laughs) the year that I won. And I won it the same year that I won team USA as well. So I felt like winning congeniality was just like a testament to being my true authentic self. Yeah. Because I was just like having fun. I was like embracing other women, getting to know them. And I was okay with whatever the, the outcome would be. Cause I knew I can't control the, the outcome. I can only control like what I'm putting in the effort essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. That is so important. Like you said, in whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever your goal is, like working with people who are experienced, who are mm-hmm. knowledgeable, who have the track record to get you toward your goals. Like we're not all a DIY project. It, like it's right. not going to happen by yourself. And it does. Like it happens. Some people yeah. like, go out on stage and they went on their first try and like they're anomalies and that's great. But right. like, for most of us who are trying to approach any goal, 
you need to speak with the best in that industry, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like connect with those people. And, you know, I feel like if you and I have been become sisters through this process, because we ended up working with the exact same people. (laughs) So So like, I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) when you're talking about working with Craig. Um, But yeah, like if you're going to get serious about your goals, you need to start working with serious people. And when you say like, use the word like willing to work with Craig, it's mm-hmm. not because Craig is like offering some sort of charity. Like it's not like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like I'm willing to work with you. It's yeah. because it's a real commitment to mm-hmm. start working with these individuals who are going to excel. And it takes time and it takes right. money and it takes you away from relationships or mm-hmm. from social gatherings. But like that's your just, comfort zone. Yes. <laughs> yes. You being comfortable. Yeah. Like that's what you got to do. Like you really right. want to focus on and Heather as well. So Heather, I've had her on the show. She's a mental management coach and she's actually not a pageant coach at all, but right. the way she approaches the mental management preparation toward competition, which obviously Miss USA is a competition, like really, really just helps in every way possible. So Susie, tell me about like walking into the competition and like what you were telling yourself and how you approached differently. So, well, the greatest piece of advice that Heather gave me was to imagine myself at the end of the weekend and imagine that I just won and an angel comes to you and says, I'm going to grant you the greatest gift. You get to go and relive this entire weekend knowing that you've already won. So just go back and experience it and live in the moment. And when she told me that it was so powerful and it gave me chills when I heard it because I was like, that's, that's all you could ask for from that weekend is to just go and truly live in the moment, not think about what I could have done better, not think about what might happen in the future, but just live in the moment. And, and that's what I did. So my best friend, Lauren, who's a big part of my journey as well. Um, she's just like the most supportive friend you could ever ask for. She's incredible. She is the best. She's so amazing. (laughs) She's like, so amazing. She came out to California with me to support you for Miss California USA. She's just like, she is, she calls herself my momager, but she's like (laughs) just 100% team Susie and supportive of me, however she can be. And, um, so she came with that weekend and she was with me before the interview and just having her there and my mom there just put me at ease. We were just like hanging out. We were like laughing hysterically before my interview to the point where I was like crying from laughing. And I was like, okay, we can't mess up my makeup. <laughs> and we were, it was just like so relaxed and so fun, so positive. And then I went into the interview room and I just felt like everything that I wanted the judges to know about me either they asked about it or I found a way to tell them about it um, based on the questions that they asked me. Mm -hmm. And it was just like everything came together perfectly in that interview, like more perfect than I could have imagined it to go. Um, And then the onstage portion, it was actually all in one day. So prelims, interview prelims and um, finals were all in one day. It was like crazy. It was crazy. And it was Virginia and DC USA. So it was like the busiest day of my life. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, and this is someone who used to work in Tokyo for Disney. That's saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like literally the most wild day of my life. So prelims went good. Like prelims went good. I had, I had a blast. I felt confident. I felt like solid. And the only thing that I really changed was, um, 
for my evening gown, I didn't do anything like wild in prelims, but I really just like wanted to like fling my dress when I came out in finals. And so I was like, that was the only thing that was different in my performance. And I hadn't really practiced it, but like I had an epiphany backstage that I was like, this dress needs to be seen. <laughs> and like, I, that was the only thing I was nervous about. And when I came off stage and I ran back to the dressing room or whatever, and we had intermission right before they announced like the final, the top five, I got like all these messages like, oh my gosh, you slayed an evening gown. And I just had so much positive feedback from it that I was like, that was like the one time where I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else. But for me, it paid off to just like risk it for the biscuit. So and- <laughs> off script. I like it. Yes. And I just like was, I was having fun. That was why I did it. Because I was like, this dress is incredible. And like, it needs to be seen. I want to show the world. So um, that's, that's pretty much how the weekend went. It was a whirlwind, but so much fun. And I'm also just so grateful that I, can look back at it as a, mm-hmm. a positive experience and like a really happy weekend and not completely stressful. Yeah. The, I think bottom line, what we're saying is working with professionals, like mm-hmm. having people in your corner, your coaches in your corner that know what they're talking about and can help you and have a track record. That's super important. And as cliche as it sounds, having fun because yes. when you, they coincide, like when you are prepared when you are ready, when you have confidence, genuinely what's left is having fun. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt the same way at California. It was, I mean, the biggest competition I could have ever prepared for. Right. I had like no reason to be confident. I'd never competed in California before. I was going <laughs> up against 77 women, yeah, which was double what it was in Ohio. But like my preparation was just, it was there. And Mm -hmm. I think there's something inside you that says, like, at this point, like, what do you have left to worry about? Right. Like, like, you packed your bags, you have the safety pins, you have the boob tape, like, everything Mm -hmm. that you could think would go (laughs) wrong. Like, like, it's fine. Like, you're ready for it. So it really was. And and I'll tell you this, and I haven't shared this with anyone before, except (laughs) for, like, my close friends and family. Definitely not share this on social media. But (laughs) I legitimately had a wardrobe malfunction on stage like oh my gosh during really? swim yes during the finals I'm in the top 15 at Miss California USA crowning within my grip and I walk on stage and my swimsuit top like malfunctioned oh my gosh and Nightmare. like there's cameras everywhere and the judges are in the front row and I didn't know until after I got off stage the like the director and the choreographer I was like, okay, Kelly, just to let you know, um, your swimsuit top malfunctioned. And for those of you creeps, like, you can't Google it because it's not online. Um, And I was like, you know what? Can't do anything about it right now. And so I was like, is this going to affect my score? Is this going to affect my performance? And they were like, no. Like, all right. Yeah. So then I, like, had to just keep going. And it was, again, part of that, like, mental prep of – you can only control so much. And like, I was controlling my performance. I was controlling my smile. I was controlling what I was eating and like everything I was ready for. And I wasn't going to let that affect me. So I was just genuinely right. like, all right, let's go have fun. On to the next thing. You know? Wow. That's amazing. Ooh. And I would have never known that. So fun fact about yeah, me. Fun, yep. Fun fact. Um, yeah. Talk about resiliency. We, us pageant <laughs> girls, we are resilient. So that's actually the final thing I want to get into with you, Suze, is 
we talked about being misunderstood and I've said it before, but we're going to reiterate it is like how misunderstood we as pageant girls can be. And like my focus isn't for this to be a pageant podcast. It's about empowering women and personal development. But I find myself always like I'm drawn to you queens and like the Miss USA title holders because we are so misunderstood (laughs) as a collective group. So yes. How would you say that we're misunderstood, Susie? Uh, well, I think one of the most common things that people say to me is that I'm not what they would expect from a pageant girl. And if people don't know this about me that are listening, I compete in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I work out at the gym and I'm very low key. I don't usually wear makeup or do my hair every day. So I'm like a very laid back, relaxed vibe kind of person. And I'm athletic. Um, And I compete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So I'm literally fighting mostly with men in practice. Obviously, when you compete, you're you're fighting against other women. But um, people are shocked to find out shook. (laughs) Yes, literally shook when they're like, you compete in pageants. And when you see the transformation, like, I understand why they're shocked because I look wild when I'm, when I'm training, like I'm so sweaty and like my face is red and people think that I'm breaking the mold by being a pageant girl, um, and competing in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But as much as I want to be special and think I'm unique in that, the truth is I have met so many quote unquote pageant girls that are breaking the mold. And those are the elite competitors if we're being honest those are the women that are winning state national titles totally you for example I mean you're a lieutenant in the navy and you were first running up to Miss California USA like actually I just got chills even saying that like Mm. it is wild like the the caliber of women that are competing in pageantry today are it's just it's phenomenal it's like next level of pageantry it's we I don't even know how to put it into words other than we are like demanding more of the women in pageantry than we ever have before in our entire lifetime. So it's just really cool to see the kind of women that are interested in pageantry and thriving in pageantry right now. We, we do break the mold. It's not just me. It's like the majority of us at this point. Absolutely. Oh, you're so right. I, you know what I think is like, we are misunderstood by society Mm-hmm. Like, for sure, like, people who don't understand pageantry, don't follow Miss USA, they don't know the difference between Miss America, Miss USA, like, those right. are the people, and it's not, it's, like, not to their fault. I get it. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different industry, but they're the very ones who see us, like, in that stereotype of, you know, not being, like, special, like, it's just about beauty, and like, who's mm-hmm. pretty, and all that, but I feel like in our industry, we're noticing this trend, like we're noticing that the women who are winning are breaking the mold and they're doing something different. And Mm -hmm. like, they're the women that are lawyers or work for Google or are attorneys or are in the needy or in the army, like, or like they have their masters. Like there's these women who are just crushing it. Oh, by the way, I work at Disney and I do jujitsu. Like (laughs) they're just so unique and just so happen to be a title holder. And that's why whenever we started the show, like, you are Miss Virginia USA, and I think that's amazing. And you earned it. You wholeheartedly, I called it, 
from the minute I started watching prelims and probably <laughs> before it even started, like oh. I knew it. I knew you were going to win because you could just see that sparkle and like how much you stood out. But it is not what is going to define you for the rest of your life. Like right. you earned it. You earned that title and you are the most qualified. But just like these other women, like you have so much to bring to the world. And mm. that is so misunderstood about pageantry. Like our crowns did not define us, whether we won or we lost. Like that aspect of our life is not who we are. It's what we used to as a catalyst to get yes. us to these places. And I'm so proud to have been involved in pageants because those who have done them mm-hmm. get it. And those who have not done them, they're learning. They're learning yes. by the women like <laughs> us who are speaking yeah. out because we right. got a lot to teach you folks. It's yes. not easy. <laughs> so true. And actually you bringing that up makes me, it reminds me that in college, there were different times when I felt almost embarrassed that I came from pageantry. And I kind of felt um, uneasy telling people that I was a pageant girl because I felt like there was such a negative connotation mm-hmm. with it. And the, like, the older I got, the more I understood about myself. And the more I understood about who I was becoming, the more proud I became about my background in pageantry mm-hmm. because I was like, you know what? When I was 14 years old, I was looking up to the Miss Virginias in my state. And mm-hmm. I was watching national television and seeing these title holders on TV who had incredible platforms, who had accomplished so much in their life. They were physically fit and they they were like truly role models to me. And they gave me such a great goal or standard uh, to look to as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge part of who I am. And I can't be ashamed of that. And like, if anything, I should be so proud to say that those were my role models. Those were the women that I looked up to. And they're a lot of the reason why that I am who I am today, because I saw the value in being educated and talented and, and funny and breaking the mold and finding things that are unique about me and pursuing my passions for myself, not just in light of what would align with quote unquote pageantry. I just, it took embracing myself and finding what was unique about me and bringing that to the table, which is what these winners have been doing for so long. And it just took me a little bit of time to figure that out for myself. And now I'm so proud of my accomplishments and my sister's accomplishments, like all the Body by Craig girls, like we're so tight in the fact that we want to just support each other. And and what more can you ask for of a organization? Like we are right. women empowering women. And the fact that we're even doing this podcast right now from across the country, it's like we really are just in this to better ourselves and to help other women get better as well. So it's it's really interesting to see how my perspective has changed, even on my own right personal self in pageantry. Right. It is. Um it's so important. I think, you know, this is important for like I said, people in and out of the organization to understand and to listen to because the reason why I preach it over and over is because it's so misunderstood and I'm so (laughs) proud now to, you know, be a part of it. And I speak about it because like being in pageants or just supporting them or supporting the women who are doing them or supporting the women who are just trying to better themselves in any way. Right. we need to celebrate those people and like not 
dissect every little thing or, oh my gosh, I can't believe she wore that dress or her hair looks like this. Like, just be proud of all mm-hmm. of us and like our accomplishments and the women who are trying to do more. Absolutely. I love Thank it. Every day. Well, Suze, like, how can we find you? How can my listeners follow you? Let's hear so we can all get in touch. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram at Suzy C. Evans. Um, or the Miss Virginia USA page, which is Miss VA USA. And uh, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter as well. If you just type in my name, it's pretty much all Susie C. Evans. And I also have a website, Susie Evans Media. So you can go there and find out a little bit more information about what I do in the community and about who I am. Yes, we didn't even get into it, but huge reach, huge platform. (laughs) I love your platform, Media That Matters. You do a lot. So make sure you follow Susie. I'll include it in the show notes. But Susie, thank you so much for your time today. I feel like we got a much better understanding of you and what you stand for and what you faced. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're the best. Ah, You're the best. Hey world, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please consider going to rate my podcast on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes and Spotify and also follow me on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall. I love hearing from you guys. I love feedback, insight, and I appreciate you tuning in week by week. Thanks so much. And I appreciate you continuing to find out how we can get a better understanding of ourselves.